Radio Station. Welcome to the Monsters Mornings Radio 104.1, broadcasting live on iHeartRadio. Oh, well, this worked out. I, I, I felt bad because, uh, you know, J.B. Smoove was a little bit late because I-4 is a pain in the ass. You know how that is. Uh, so we kind of had to move a segment, and, and uh, Coco Brown was coming in, and then uh, during the last break, they're like, oh, Coco's got to leave. She's got to do TV. Uh-huh. Uh, and she very kindly said, okay, I, I can stay at least 10 minutes. So uh, Coco She's Brown... She's too happy about what y'all did. <laughs> don't, don't get me <laughs> in trouble. I, I'm going to try to get y'all all in trouble because it ain't right because she's a woman. No, 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 you, know, no, you, no. See, you see how they do it. You see how they do it, right? You know I'm what I'm saying? But, like, something said, bust up in here, but then I would have come off as the angry black woman <laughs> and I don't need that stereotype right now. You know, I'm still trying to shake it from my calipari days. It if you so it's like, <laughs> I felt like, because me and JB go back like car seats. Right, you right. can tell, you can you tell. You know, he knew, you know, he, I've known JB since we both had four <laughs> jokes between us. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and I haven't seen him in like two years. So I said, I should just bust up in there because he I'm knows me. You I'm, know? glad you, I'm, I'm glad you did. And so you've known JB for a long time. Oh, God. 20, 20 plus years. Same if not guy. 25. Same guy, right? Has not changed yeah. one single bit. Yeah. I mean, like, was upset, you know, that I didn't have his current number and was like, you better call me tomorrow. Like, call me now. <laughs> Come to the show. I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, he was one of the nicest guys. He gave me so much advice in the game when I came up. Sure. And it's like, I always tell people, I was raised by wolves in this business. I'm not your typical female comic. I'm not on stage trying to be cute and make sure my makeup doesn't sweat. You know, I'm walking off looking like I just did like four laps in the pool. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to learn how to be more cuter and not walk off looking crazy. But JB gave me so much you know, advice back in the day. So that's my dog. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's family. Awesome. So family. You said you used to open for him back in the day. I did. Day. I did. Uh, and now, did you have, a, and obviously it seems like you and he got along very well. Did you ever open for someone that you, that, that it was kind of difficult to get along with or not <laughs> you really want me to say that out loud yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna say difficult i'm just saying that um i think i was a little too funny uh-huh. yeah, and yeah, i got yeah. sent home yeah. you know be because they thought i was gonna come up there and just be cutesy uh-huh. cutesy yeah, yeah. jokes yeah and i went up there and beasted Hell yeah. and they sent me on the next flight out uh, uh, <laughs> don't be doing that don't be doing that you know, no disrespect, because I love him dearly, but Arnest J. Oh, <laughs> really? That I mean, we got nothing but love for each other, but I, I was supposed to do like like five dates with him. Yeah. And after the first date, I got sent home. Yeah. Oh. oh, no. Because they said, girl, what you go out there and get a standing ovation for? Is you crazy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, said, I just did my job. You Have know? you ever done that to anybody now? Have you ever said Oh, no, I don't care. Yeah, they yeah. know. They know. You, 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 you play with Coco Brown, you know what you get. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been at like open like spots in LA or different clubs, you know, and it'll be a list of comics what time you go on, well, you know, go work on new material, whatever. Sure. And somehow I'll be number three, but by the end of the night, I'm the last comic to go on because oh. everybody doesn't want to follow me. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and it's funny because JB was one of the first people that told me the first time I ever got a standing ovation, JB was there. Oh, wow. And it was at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm talking like 98, 99. Yeah. And I remember coming off stage and JB was like, you know, uh, get ready for the hate. And I said, what are you talking about? He was like, you just got funnier than half the Negroes in this business. Damn. Uh-oh. And I said, what? And he never lied. Oh, he never lied. Oh, so you did get oh, some. Oh, honey, I've slept with everybody according to, <laughs> I've, I've, I've stole this. I mean, it's like, it's funny. It's like the minute you got funny, it's like all of a sudden you just couldn't possibly be that funny in a female. That is the thing. Female comics get that more than anything. Like, a guy comes out funny, they're like, okay, that guy's a jerk. If female comes out being funny, they're like, oh, she's sleeping away oh, to the totally. top. Every single time. Totally. I mean, I've sat down and had conversations with Tiffany. 
Haddish and Leslie Jones. I mean, we they we all, all came it. up in the game together, you yeah, know. Like, yeah. So we're like family. We're sisters mm. in this game, and we've all had the same story. It's just like the minute we got funny, we got our own voice, and we were able to go on stage and go toe to toe with any man in this business. Oh, now we've got to be stealing jokes, sleeping with somebody, yeah. this, that, and the other. It's like, why can't I just be funny? My point of view is just as relevant as yours. Right? Yeah. Because people, you know what I'm saying? Male comedians have the, the the weirdest ego in the world, and like they're, they're so fragile. Well, you know, man. they're wearing wigs now, so now they can compete with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. When they weren't wearing wigs, they didn't care, but now they're wearing wigs. You know, you know that, that they can go into the same roles as us, so they're shook. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Are, are you working on a lot of projects? Uh, I am, actually. What, I just completed two films um, that are coming out. One's coming out on um, Halloween called Lethal Procedures. Okay. No lie, it's like Twilight meets Boys in the Hood. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, it's like about this guy that um, has this jail. He has a, you know, a prison system. Yeah. And he takes the most um, hardened black criminals, and he turns them over to a scientist, and he makes them into werewolves. What the? And then they unleash them into the hood to kill all the black people. Oh, what? my God. It's the craziest thing ever, but it's so deep. It's like Get Out meets Twilight. I was about to say that. <laughs> That's crazy. That is it is awesome. so good. When I read the script, I had to read it like four times. Like, am I understanding yeah. this correctly? You know, but um, it's it, been it huge. was amazing. Well, so they made werewolves, so the werewolves would go into the hood and kill and, the black people. Yes, and they were trying to make black people extinct. Oh, And yeah. they were using, the, they were, they were yeah. taking the, the criminals that would never get out. Yeah. Right. Or the criminals that, you know, what they say, it kind of like the underlying message was, once you throw a black man into the penal right. system, he's there forever. I was about to say No seven. matter whether he gets yeah. out or not. So they, they're the throwaways of society. So this dude was selling him, they owned the prisons, was selling it to the scientists. <laughs> and he was making them into werewolves, and then they were unleashing him into the hood. Oh, my God. It was the craziest crap I ever been on. <laughs> it was so funny. We shot it in Boston uh, last Great summer. Place. And I'm Oh, I love Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I shot Ted 2 there, too, with oh, Mark nice, Wahlberg. Yeah. Nice. And I was running through the woods at like two in the morning doing this scene where I'm being chased by a werewolf. Right? Uh -huh. And I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. I mean, I'm, I'm giving them full method acting. You hear me? <laughs> and next thing you know, all of a sudden we hear, woo, woo. And I mean, Boston's finest was like 20 oh, yeah. deep. Because when we were shooting in a white neighborhood, yeah. mm -hmm. and they heard a woman screaming. <laughs> oh, no. So they're telling people, they've called the cops and said a woman's being killed or raped in the woods. So Boston's finest, not realizing we were filming or didn't realize what was going on because... I ain't gonna say we were guerrilla filming, but we were on a side where all the camp, you know, all the trailers were. Uh -huh. Right, right. So they flew over there and they didn't realize it. So of course, you know, guns drawn and they see black Whoa. people, and yeah. it was the craziest crap ever. Oh, yeah. 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 And, now, and, and I'm coming out the woods and like, don't shoot, don't shoot, my granddaddy white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't shoot. There are like 15 black people in Boston. Exactly, and it's a black film, so yeah. it's a bunch of black people in the woods <laughs> and two of the mortars. I'm like, my granddaddy white. <laughs> you know, we got a wicked amount of werewolves yeah. in the woods. Yeah. Drop the Dunkin', drop the Dunkin', drop the Dunkin'. So it was so funny that the cops was like, was that? you and i was like yeah and they was like girl you need an oscar because you had the whole neighborhood oh my god there's a woman being raped in the woods you know it was nuts it was nuts but it was so fun it was so fun that's <laughs> yeah. great and, uh, coco brown's gonna be at the improv all weekend yeah. long and uh, now is this your first uh trip i to haven't orlando? been there oh my gosh it's probably been about three years since i've been oh, okay. at the improv in orlando because uh -huh. i do i'm all over the country but for some reason the dates kept getting you know, I was booked, they were booked, whatever, whatever. So we finally got it together. So this is my first time back in like three years. Wow. Um, where are yeah. you from, Coco? Originally Newport News, Virginia. 
Okay. Yes. All right. You know, say home of VA, home of everybody. Pharrell, Missy Elliott. What's in the water over there? I'm everybody seems you, to be talented. We got we the music athletes. I'm the only comic though. Well, no, I take that back. Jay Farrell came in. No. G Beach. So, yeah, yeah, Jay, me and Jay Farrell got the, got the comedy on lock. Yep. In yep. My How hometown. old were you when you realized that this was what you wanted to do and that you were really funny? Twenty three. <laughs> it, took that, it took that long? Seriously, I, I never thought... Like, I grew up very traditional in okay. terms of traditional black. I was supposed to... Like, I was a debutante. I was a cotillion. And I was raised very like that. I went to college. I was supposed to meet a man, get a degree, get married, have babies, come to my parents' house every Sunday uh-huh. after church. Right. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to do this. That was, right. that was the plan. Oh, Convincing yeah. my very traditional black parents that I wanted to go into entertainment. Oh. Oh, it was tough. It's not, not even <laughs> a real thing, right? It was in very the, in tough. the material, do they ever uh, have a problem with Oh, they with the love material? it now. But yeah. at first, you know, when I first came out, I didn't know what I was doing. Because, I mean, my friend got me into comedy. My friend Onyx that I went to college with. And he introduced me to a guy who owned a comedy in dc back in like 96 after i graduated college and he was like i just told my age anyway uh, <laughs> i remember onyx slam but, yeah. oh i can tell you stories about some of the rappers i hung out with but but it's funny that i never thought i could make a living out of it i just right. people just thought i was funny because how i would see things and then i would say it yeah so he just thought i was a riot and the guy was looking for a female comedian to host his comedy club in dc wow. and he goes dude i know somebody that's funny as i don't know what she's not a comedian comedian but she's funny so I ended up going to open mic, and I'm, you know, my first couple of years in comedy, I was just doing what I thought was funny. Right. So I'm up there, you know, cussing it up and whatever, whatever. And what made me realize that um, that wasn't necessary is the day I found myself bombing on stage, and I said, "Look, I don't need this, y'all. I work for the circus." <laughs> <laughs> and everybody busted out laughing, but the cue was I really did work for Ringling Brothers. Oh, did you? Yes, I worked for Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. I was an advertising exec. Oh, okay. So all those big billboards and Orlando was one of my markets. Oh yeah. So all those big billboards and the commercials and all of that, and then we had the diversity program where we um, took a lot of kids from the hood to the circus. That was me. Oh, wow. Back in the day. And now it's yes. gone. And now it's gone. And now, so you know, it's funny. Now it's gone. Oh, yeah. And it's funny that when I said that, they busted out laughing. I didn't even stare at me like I had three heads for the first you. 10 minutes. You were being you. And that's when I realized, yeah. just be me. Just yeah. do me. Just There's no point in trying to be funny. Just be it. So yeah. you didn't grow up watching the greats or, you know, uh, comedy Studying. albums? Or, cause like, I mean, I came up in the Def Jam era, the okay. first Def Jam, the real Def the Comedy Simmons Jam, the one, real Def Comedy yeah. Jam. Um, and so when I was in college, you know, we would break our necks to watch oh, that. Sure, yeah. I went to comedy shows. I remember seeing cats that I'm friends with now in shows when I was in college that I didn't think about doing no comedy. I wanted to be Claire Huxtable, to be yeah. honest with you. I know she was fictional, but that was my hero. I wanted <laughs> right, to be Claire right. Huxtable. So to be a comic, no, that was not even crossing my mind until he put me in the position to actually pick up a mic and... Show the world. That's so playing, great. Now, you know? Well, it, it's the improv. I know that you got uh, television and stuff to do. I wish we had more time with you. It, it, I know. Pleasure, pleasure Thank you. At least you get promoted for a hot second. Jamie took all my time. You know what, Jamie? I got, ooh, boy, I got you. I got dirt on you, dog. I got dirt on you. He was running late. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but it's the improv. That's my boy. You got to crush it. Coco Brown. Yes. What a pleasure to meet you. Please, when you come back, come say hi to us. Okay? I will. I will, definitely. Right. Thank Co- you. Coco Brown at the improv yes. all weekend long. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Monster of the Morning.